It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to the Sports for Dummies podcast. Now it has been a while, so we apologise first and foremost. We have been very, very busy, but we're back and better than ever for episode four. This is the podcast for you, whether you know anything about sports or absolutely nothing at all. But we're going to wrap up the three biggest stories of the week and all the breaking news. Hope, how are you doing? Oh, it's I'm stressed, Lewis. I mean, you said there that we haven't done an episode in so long because we've both been so busy. The busyness continues for me. Yes, tell us about your day and what. Well, I say day. I don't really like want. A... <laughs> I don't even want to go in there. It's more of a bloody whirlwind. Well, basically, I had a cheeky day off work. Well, not not a day off, but I drove to see my friend um, earlier this week, and I thought, oh, that'll be okay. I've got plenty of time the rest of the week to do my work. But it's all just caught up on me, and I've got a very big script to learn, which is my priority. But everything else seems to be happening. I've got to go see my accountant. I've got to have my booster jab. All these different things, Lewis. But I am very pleased that we're back recording. I did see Lewis the other day at Wembley and it was lovely to see his face in person. Yes, we met up. Hope was going to do the um, YouTube fight, weren't you? Hope? Shout out, by the way, to all the people that did fight, like King Kenny, Absolute Legend, Arms Corleone, another Absolute Legend too. Again, Salt Hope Pappy. And Salt Pappy, not that I know who that is. Well, I mean, Deji, Deji lost again. I mean, it's like third time. I knew he was going to lose anyway, but it's embarrassing. There was a video that KSI recorded about, because this is obviously his brother. Yeah. And he did not hold back. He went in and was basically saying how embarrassed he was. Really? I haven't and seen that. He, he, yeah, it was it was funny to watch, but it was also like, I can't believe you're saying that about your brother, like wow. to the world publicly. But it's all a bit of fun, isn't it? I yeah. do think it's it's not real boxing. The crowd is very different. Different. I was very surprised to see Derek Chisora and Anthony Joshua both there. I uh, felt like it was like, did they get paid to go? Because I yeah. feel like Publicity I'm surprised stunt. they were there. But it was it was good. It was good. Good. Well, that is good news. So, Hope, we're going to talk first and foremost about breaking news currently that is in the world of sport. Now, this is kind of the main headline at the moment. And at the time of recording, we are recording on Thursday morning. So I'm sure when this goes out, people will have more information and more news. But literally, breaking news this morning waking up to is that, have you heard anything that's happened to Chelsea, Hope? Ah, I know that Chelsea, um, their 
was it their boss man, their manager had to leave because he's Russian and all of everything that's happening with sanctions. And then Conor McGregor was talking about putting a bid for it. Yes. Wasn't really a real bid. But a businessman who's like a property mogul is getting investors together to bid. Has Nick he bidded? Has he well, got it? Hope actually the exact opposite has happened because Britain, oh. the government, has frozen all of the assets of Chelsea. So now Chelsea basically can't do anything. So Abramovich is one of seven Russian businessmen on this list that's included, and it includes various different people that work in different sectors. Um, as I said, Abramovich is one of those. And Boris Johnson's basically said there can be no safe havens for those who have supported the invasion of Ukraine. Um, and Chelsea basically now have been banned from selling tickets signing new players. They've had to close its club shop. Only season ticket holders can attend games. No away fans can travel. The other big news hope for everyone listening too. So this is all, it was all a big explosion all of a sudden. Whoa. I know. I know. Yeah, it was it's absolutely bonkers. Like, it, because a lot of people weren't expecting it to happen. There was lots of talk saying that the government weren't going to get involved, that that was going to be it. That yes, Abramovich was going to sell on. That would be the end. But clearly they have taken action against Abramovich. Um, and this is, you know, I think this is important to note before we start analysing and talking about it too. This this entire thing is about Roman not making any more money or benefiting from Chelsea. It's not to do with the fans or with the, the actual club. It is Roman himself that has caused this issue. Um, but yeah, there's lots to analyse here, Hope, lots to talk about. I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely mental. Has he actually said that he agrees with what, what Russia is doing? Because we know there's a lot of Russians who are protesting against the invasion of Ukraine. So if he actually hasn't said that he supports what's going on, I don't think it's fair. So... Hope, what I will say first is, of course, it's important in this moment, it's important for politics and all the different sectors to get involved in politics to start with. Now, to kind of understand more about um, Putin's relationship with Abramovich is very complicated. And I won't go into full depth in that. There are things that you can read online, one of which I will recommend. There is a book written by Catherine Belton, who is called it's called Putin's People. And there's an extract from that, which I can read you now, which says, Abramovich is or has been involved in de-establishing Ukraine and undermining and threatening the territorial integrity, sovereignty and independence of Ukraine via Evraz PLC, a steel manufacturing and mining company. Now, there's a lot more you can read in that. Actually, if anyone wants to go and check that out, if you don't want to buy the book, you just want to read the extract, go on at Melissa Reddy on Twitter. So at Melissa Reddy has posted three extracts from the book, which all state Abramovich's relationship to Putin. Now, although Abramovich hasn't necessarily come out in public and said, I'm in favour of Putin, everything that he has done says he is. And also with all of the things that have happened here, it kind of looks as if he is. Um, again, I, I'm not here to, we, we, you know, we're not here to say whether he is or isn't, but all of the facts point towards the fact that he is. Um, but regardless, I think Chelsea is seen as a, as a significant, you know, the government have said it's a significant cultural asset. So as a football club, you know, it makes up, it's the heart of the, the community in West London. You know, it's one of the biggest football clubs in London, one of the biggest football clubs in the world even. And that means that they will be allowed to play. You know, their, their players will be played, paid, staff will be paid. But it is very complicated because obviously the stadium, which fills 41,000, will now roughly have about 28,000. That's the amount of season ticket holders are of hold at Stamford Bridge. But equally, that doesn't mean they're all going to go because obviously, like, you know, if, if my football club currently can't sign any players, players are going to leave. Um, our main sponsor. So another thing we'll talk about in just a second, because there's so many, there's so many different bubbles. It's really, it's really complicated. So many different bubbles. <laughs> I know. 
in reality, you might be going, Hope, to a blank stadium in two weeks' time. There might be no spon- there'll be no sponsorship. You know, it could end up that actually all of the boards around Chelsea are taken away. We just don't know. You know, it's really hard to call. Three, the lead sponsor of Chelsea. So that's on their shirt. Like Liv Webb Standard Chartered. So three yeah. have basically yeah, three have said that they might call it a day and cut ties with Chelsea. Other sponsors may follow too. So they really are in big trouble. If I was a player for Chelsea at the minute. I'd want to leave because I wouldn't want to be associated with that either. Absolutely. Could this be the end of Chelsea FC completely? That's, I hope it's a really hard one to, you know, genuinely, it's a really hard one to call because the way it's understood is Chelsea can't sell the club now until May 31st. Of course, at the time of recording, this is the most, you know, this is the all the information I've got. So I don't know how if this will change at all. But it, it, so in truth, it could. This could be the end of them because all their players could leave, all their um, sponsors could cut ties. You know, if they can't find a suitable bidder within the next, say, I don't know, um, after May, say six months, and they have all this debt to pay because they are in a lot of debt. By the way, Chelsea have been operating in debt for a new, no, like a number of years, numerous years. It's not a short term thing. They haven't made a lot of money in a long time, Chelsea. But you're right, Hope. It, that, that could happen. You know, currently they have three players who are out of contract in the summer. Antonio Rudiger, Cesar Aspilicueta and Andreas Christensen, they could all leave in the summer who are all defenders and key players for Chelsea. So actually, in truth, it could. It, this could really, really affect them long term and could set them back by, oh, I mean, hundreds of years. Are there any clubs who have registered interest in those three players? Yes. So all three players have interest. Rudiger has been has had interest from Bayern Munich being a German footballer. Aspilicueta and Christensen have both had interest from Barcelona. They are three great centre-backs in their own right. Very different players, but great players all the same. But hope even still, regardless of those three, as, you, as you've said, why, you wouldn't want to be associated with a club that is currently going through turmoil like that. Why would you? And so actually, it wouldn't surprise me if lots of them do leave in the summer. But at this point, they can't because they can't actually sell any players because they're not allowed to. So the only players that can officially leave, of course, are those oh. that either, yeah, that either cancel their contract and pay it out and say, Do you know what, I'm not, I don't want to stay, I'm done, or contracts that are expiring in the summer. So, very, very difficult times at Chelsea. On a positive note, in terms of the actual destruction that's happening in the world right now in Ukraine, it's very good that this has happened, as it means that more people will be speaking about it and will understand the the effects, and it may put pressure. For, for the badness to stop. You've actually followed that on perfectly to story number two. Because didn't we are, mean to. See, you literally smashed it. I don't even need to cue it then. You literally smashed didn't even, it. Didn't no. even mean to. What a natural I am. Yeah. <laughs> Round of applause already for hope. And we are going straight into the F1 then, straight on from Chelsea to F1, talking about Ukraine as well. Because currently, um, the F1 season, they're getting underway with pre-testing. So basically, they're like doing warm-ups, effectively the track, doing little laps and stuff. They sent out a message yesterday in support of Ukraine, which would have been Wednesday. They gathered on the eve of pre-season testing, which starts today in Bahrain, to plead for peace. So the drivers basically lined up in two rows and they yeah. were wearing shirts that were saying no war. They had a flag on the floor as well that said no war and then the Ukrainian flag too. Now, one absentee that wasn't there was Lewis Hamilton. And there was lots of sort of disruption on Twitter. Oh, Lewis isn't in the photo that, you know, he's not in this photo. His flight was delayed, unfortunately, so he couldn't make it. Um Oh. which is a shame yeah so he's not in the photo but all the f1 drivers are there together in solidarity and it was it was a really really powerful statement so exactly as you were saying hope the sporting world is absolutely taking a stance as it is in the premier league and all across europe but in f1 as well they'll have to photoshop lewis in 
Yeah, well, there was another driver hope that missed out too called Kevin Magnussen um, because actually he didn't sign until he didn't sign with the team has, so they're called has, until after the photo was taken. So both him and Lewis aren't there. But yeah, they'll, they'll have to, I, I'm sure they'll do something when they when they actually do race to protest um, and, and kind of show their solidarity and, and, and unity against against what's going on in Ukraine. But yeah, um, Sebastian Vettel, who's a, obviously a, a driver, he is pro-Ukraine and an anti-war as well. He wore a helmet that said um, it had the Ukrainian flag on it on the right-hand side of his head. And then on the left, it had John Lennon's song, which is called Imagine. And it also had like oh, no yeah. war. Yeah, so that was really powerful too. But it's great to see that so many so many different areas within sport are coming together and uniting against the corruption uh, going on in, in Russia into Ukraine at the moment. I do feel like through the power of social media, um, messaging about views on things and what's right and what's not right and spreading awareness is definitely more of a thing nowadays than it ever has been. 100% couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, even in, in sport, because there's the power of, even as a person, there's the power of taking a photo, uploading it on social media, and it gets gets hundreds of likes, retweets, all these things. People get to see it. And you're, you're absolutely right. I think people have really realised that there is such power in social media. And social media isn't all bad. This is where social media can be used for good. You know, as an example, you know, Elon Musk putting up the the satellite in, in the sky to ensure that everyone in Ukraine still has uh, internet connection is an amazing example of something. Didn't even know he done that. Yeah, so he did. So I can't remember, you'd have to look it up, I can't remember exactly, but he, um, basically he invested in some, or he's got some satellite in the sky that allows constant connection. So even if the, like, uh, again, I'm not very good with like, connectivity a bit of a dinosaur but from what i understand the way that i understand it is that even if all power fails in ukraine and everything goes down they will still have internet because of um elon's satellite very good so there you go i sometimes feel like some people just post things um uh, because they feel kind of a pressure to or they feel like people are going to think that they're not doing the work or the research or caring if they don't post online but actually, even if people are doing it for that reason, it's still having a positive result because it is still spreading awareness. Absolutely. And also the other thing too, Hope, even if you feel, you know, some people feel a pressure to, actually the post that you see, someone else might not have seen it. It might make a massive difference to their day, you know, photos or even a video, say. Mm-hmm. So that that makes a huge difference as well. And I think there is certainly a pressure on social media of uploading and posting constantly. But actually it makes such a difference when you do do that because you are sharing videos that that some people might not ever come across because of how, you know, the feeds work and all those different things with algorithms. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I think social media has such, it plays such a key tool in this um, for exposing what's going on in Ukraine and and bringing justice to what's going, what's happening. Yeah. And obviously sportsmen and women doing their bit as well and and showing their views and values and protesting is, is all really good stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even seeing even seeing the Premier League come together and everyone clapping, you know, so many different, so, so many various Ukrainian players getting support from different clubs. It was West Ham and Everton. I mean, that's just a name covered in the Premier League was incredible. And I think it's it's been really, it's really touched me, the support of everybody coming together, uniting for something that is so wrong and evil. So, you know, the, all the evil that is going on in the world and actually everyone is coming together for, for the good of those in Ukraine and the world as a whole. So let's just hope that actually people taking a stance in F1 and in football and all these different sectors makes an enormous, and it will make a difference because I've seen a lot of people like, oh, you know, actually, why are they taking a stance and not doing anything? But it's taking a stance that shows your support, which makes the entire difference. Story number three, Hope, we are talking about Mr. Novak Djokovic again. <laughs> He's a tennis player. He is. He's one of our favourites too, Hope. So is he the not? 
Is he the naughty Nelly who got kicked out of Australia? Yes, hope that's the man. The man that we're talking about is the man that seems to be in the news every single week about tennis because he can't play. Because he's a naughty Nelly. Novak Djokovic is what they call him. Um, yeah, so Novak has been has withdrawn from the Indian Wells and the Miami Open, which are two tennis tournaments out in the US. Now, they were the first two Master Series of uh, events of the year. And because of COVID-19 rules, he is not allowed to enter the US as he saw with Australia, which is all, again, we don't need to go into that whole malarkey that happened with him trying to go into Australia and it never happened. So regulations basically in the US state that not any non-US citizen must have a COVID vaccination before. Of course, he doesn't have any vaccinations. And so he actually posted a tweet saying, while I was automatically listed on uh, in the at Indian Wells and at Miami Open Draw, I knew it would be unlikely I'd be able to travel. The CDC has confirmed that regulations won't be changing, so I won't be able to play in the US. Good luck to those playing in these great tournaments, which means hope once again that he will be not he won't be taking part in two of the biggest tennis tournaments of the year. And this is just because he hasn't got the vaccine. Yes. I mean, it's very complex, isn't it? And I would never want to disrespect people's views um, on getting or not getting the vaccine. And I'm not here to say whether it's right or wrong that there are certain regulations of travel. But as someone who is going to America, who's had two jabs, didn't want to get the booster. But with the amount of stress and uncertainty around, will I be able to go? Will I not be able to go? Will I get turned away? I'm just getting my booster. So just get it. <laughs> and then you'll be able to play tennis again. <laughs> and all yeah. of this drama will be behind you. But like I say, oh, that's only me like kind of joking and messing around. I understand not everyone wants to get it, but it is going to greatly impact his sport, his career and the money that he can make. Absolutely. You would have thought that would be, be enough driver to, to, get it, to get it. So Djokovic actually has played this year. He played in Dubai, where again, there aren't so many restrictions. So he played in 2022 in February and he was beaten in the quarterfinals. Now, this meant that he handed the world, or the world number one rank, basically, to Daniel Mend Medvedev, who is a Russian athlete, but is currently, I think he's playing under a neutral flag because obviously of everything going on. So... Because he's now not playing in the Indian Wells, which is one of the key masters this year, if Medvedev fails to reach the quarterfinals, Djokovic will be handed again number one. So it will flip back. So it will do a little flip back to him. Um, but actually, regardless of the fact that his rank won't be badly affected, actually Djokovic does get away with it because he's not playing. It, he is missing out on two of the biggest tournaments in the US for tennis. And so it's disappointing. And he won't be he now won't be playing any Masters until April when he'll be playing in the Monte Carlo Masters. Um, so it's a real shame, really. I mean, again, the US are really strict with their COVID rules, as you've said as well. I'm going to New York as well at the same time, which is very funny. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> We're definitely going to be up for a coffee or something or we a bagel. Will. That'll be, yeah, any, yeah, a bit of popcorn. So that'll be class. Um but exactly, I think everything in, in the US hope is very complicated with COVID and we're not here to comment on whether you should or shouldn't get the vaccine. But obviously the US, no. But the US, just like Australia, have always been strict from day one. They've not really, they haven't been lenient with anybody, whether you're a big celebrity or not. And so Novak, of course, is in that bracket of, of you know, he is a person, he doesn't, he's not special or deemed special because he's a celebrity or a tennis player. So it's a shame that he won't be playing. Um, but that, At least that, he's not lying this time. Well, exactly. At least he was honest about what happened. Yeah, that's the whole point. I think people are actually more grateful with the fact he's come out and said that on Twitter and has been honest with his sort yeah. of fans. And, yeah. Then instead of kind of going, no, I haven't. I didn't. And then it's like, oh, what are you doing? Body, body, <laughs> silly man. But yeah, I don't know. Again, that was very silly. Um, 
But there you go. So that really is about Novak. So it'll be interesting to see how Daniel gets on and whether he can snatch, or sorry, he can retain the number one title and can continue it until Djokovic does then play in the Monte Carlo Masters in April. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure that he'll be watching with eager eyes because, of course, Federer did win the twenty his 22nd title, which now puts him ahead of Djokovic. So Djokovic, of course, needs to keep up at some point. So we'll have to wait and see. That hope is story number three, which basically wraps up all the latest news of uh, going on in the world of sport at the moment. Lewis, I, I sometimes don't know how much I love doing this and being here with you and chatting to our listeners until we actually record and having some time off has really made me appreciate it more. So thank yeah. you for a great episode. No, thank you too. Thank you everybody as well for listening and for tuning in as always. If you enjoyed the episode, please do leave it a review. Let us know what's going to happen to Chelsea. What do you think? Where's it going to go? Where's this story going to unfold to? Do you think the sponsors mm. are going to cut ties? Are the players going to walk out? We'll have to wait and see. Please do let us know in the comments. Uh, follow us on Twitter at dummies underscore sports and our Instagram, which is Sports Dummies Podcast and Twitch and TikTok. Sorry, and TikTok. There you go. Also, if you want to help us out, and again, absolutely no pressure here. We're not begging or anything like that. We're just simply saying that if you would like to help us grow this podcast, invest in what we're doing here, we're currently still trying to secure some sponsors. So we're gonna do that, aren't we, Lewis? Not not want to. We will. We one are. of these days. We are. We are. <laughs> but in the meantime, we've set up this thing where you can give us a, a quid or two if you like what you hear. Um, and basically, it's a big pot where all this money goes. And at the end of the year, we can see how much that we've earned. So if you want to do that, again, no pressure. But if you want to, we'll include the link for the little uh, collection pot. Yeah, but everyone have a blessed week. Uh, I hope everyone is okay and is positive despite all the corruption going on in the world and the evil um and as always if you need to talk to anybody if you're struggling or anything like that please do reach out to either hope or i or, or even at sports with dummies because we'll be on there too um so please do reach out and speak to us if you need to oh i love that lewis you're so sweet of course yeah he's so sweet you know he's lovely right lewis love you and leave you listeners love you and leave you too i will see you next week as will lewis bye-bye yes. peace Podcast Network.